Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Herbert W. Armstrong wrote Mystery of the Ages with Matthew 24, verse 14 in mind. This verse says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Mr. Armstrong thoroughly fulfilled Matthew 24, verse 14. His focus and mission was to reach the entire world with God's truth, not to convert them, but to be a witness. That means just to allow people to hear the truth, even if they didn't act on it in Prophesy Again, a booklet available to you for free at thetrumpet.com. Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry writes on page six, Mr. Armstrong finished Mystery of the Ages only six months before he died. He said this book was the second most important book on earth after the Bible. It is a synopsis of the entire Bible. The Bible is like a jigsaw puzzle, and the Christian world does not know how to fit the pieces together. Mr. Armstrong's book clearly shows how to work the Bible puzzle. He stated passionately that his church must reach the largest audience possible with this vital book. However, the church he was used to raise up refused to publish Mystery of the Ages. So it should be obvious that God would raise up another work to finish the job. Mystery of the Ages must reach the largest audience possible. Mr. Armstrong said so, and that has become the job of the Philadelphia Church of God today. Reaching the largest audience possible with Mystery of the Ages. And this is a hugely important job. Now, Mystery of the Ages was an extremely popular book. Mr. Armstrong finished it mid-1985. And then, once it became available in September of that year through December 740,000 people had already requested it and by 1988 well over 1.2 million people got a free copy of Mystery of the Ages a life-changing book for free God's precious truth that unlocks the Bible and explains the seven greatest mysteries of the universe. 
an extremely popular book in extremely high demand. Here is what it says again in Prophesy again on page six. Quoting here Revelation 10 verse 11. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Mr. Fleury comments on this verse. We are to prophesy again to the whole world. This commission applies specifically to reaching the largest audience possible with mystery of the ages. Now, we can look a little bit more at Revelation chapter 10. Just several verses before that one. Revelation 10 verse 7. It says, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God shall have been finished as he has declared to his servants, the prophets. So that's how it should read if it's correctly translated. This is talking about the seventh angel announcing the return of Jesus Christ. And when he is about to sound, when Christ is about to return, delivering the mystery of God would already be finished. Again, it's all about mystery of the ages. This is what it says again on page six of prophesy again. When God commands us to prophesy again to the world about the mystery, that is a direct command to deliver mystery of the ages. Revelation 10 verse seven refers specifically to Mr. Armstrong's final and most important book. No other book on earth today clearly explains what the mystery of the bible is it removes the mystery from the whole bible and that's what this world needs to understand right now more than anything else no other message on earth can bring light to the world like this one the message going out from god's work today from God's man and God's work. Here's another quote from Prophesy again. Just one more quote here. The last, here toward the bottom of page five. The work must be finished when the seventh trumpet begins to sound. In other words, the Philadelphia Church of God will not finish God's work unless it fulfills this commission. So we're talking about this commission to God's church today to prophesy again. It's very important to understand what that term actually means. Mr. Armstrong prophesied. He delivered his message around the world a message given to him by God, fulfilling Matthew 24, verse 14. But he didn't really get to deliver mystery of the ages to as many people as he could 
because he finished it mid-1985. It was available in September 1985, and then he died in January 1986. And by the spring of 1988, his rebellious successors shelved the book. They didn't want to deliver the mystery to the world anymore. So when we're talking about the term prophesy again, as it relates to God's work today, that implies a stop. The only reason there has to be someone prophesying again is because the first time it was stopped. The rebels stopped prophesying. And now we have to prophesy again. There's some really uh, damning history, really, in Raising the Ruins by Mr. Stephen Flurry. And it just thoroughly exposes the shenanigans going on with mystery of the ages within the worldwide church of God, even right after Mr. Armstrong died. This is page 97 of raising the ruins within chapter eight titled discard. And you can get yourself a free copy of raising the ruins at the trumpet.com here. Just recounting a little bit of this history, Joseph Takach Jr. said that Mystery of the Ages was put on hold in the spring of 1988 because of some historical errors and other kinds of errors and misinterpretations of Scripture. Now, back then, in the spring of 1988, Joseph Takach Sr., Joseph Takach Jr., the other rebels within the WCG, pretended like this was all just temporary. Mystery of the Ages was in high demand, and they were just going to do a little bit of editing and revising and then put the book out there again. That's the way they made it seem. And yet, is that really how it went? Well, June 2nd of 1988, the decision was made to destroy 120,000 copies of Mystery of the Ages in storage. They discarded all of those books. There was nothing wrong with Mystery of the Ages in the first place, but they threw away all existing copies and they pretended like, oh, we just need to make some minor changes before the book comes back. Now, around this same time, as they tabled mystery of the ages and refused to deliver it to the largest audience possible internally within the WCG staff members in the literature and letter answering department received a very disrespectful questionnaire. This was a questionnaire about mystery of the ages Remember, they were pretending to go through this editing process, correcting some of the errors of Mystery of the Ages before giving it to the largest audience possible once again. That's the way they made it seem. Here's some questions from this questionnaire. Does this literature contain any misstatement of doctrine or fact? Does it leave any false impressions, create any misunderstandings, 
or generate questions it doesn't answer? Does it contain any statements likely to cause unnecessary offense? Does this literature contain any unnecessary or irrelevant material you feel should be deleted before reprinting? Is the literary style interesting and pleasing overall? Now, all of those questions about Mystery of the Ages would really require a lot of gall to ask, but that last one is just absurd. Is the literary style interesting and pleasing overall? Anyone who has ever read anything Mr. Armstrong ever wrote would know that his literary style was interesting. Maybe if you disagree with what he wrote, you would say it's not too pleasing. Mr. Armstrong really didn't mince words a lot of the time. He didn't hold back in going after the lies of modern religion. And a lot of people would disagree with some of his conclusions about the Bible. But that doesn't mean his literary style was boring. Far from it. And yet they still asked that question about Mystery of the Ages. This questionnaire in mid-1988 when they shelved Mystery of the Ages and pretended like all they were going to do was edit just a little bit. And yet here they're asking questions that are basically undermining the entire book. Clearly, it's going beyond just a couple small edits. They threw away 120,000 copies in stock. If it was just a couple little edits, certainly that entire stock of the book wouldn't become worthless. It wouldn't need to be thrown away. But here, they're even trying to say that Mr. Armstrong wrote in a boring way. That he was wrong about his beliefs. That he was deceiving people with what he wrote. What about this question? Does it contain any statements likely to cause unnecessary offense? Well, what is your definition of unnecessary offense? Depending on who is reading the book. I mean, really, anyone could get offended by anything. Mystery of the Ages tells the plain truth about the Bible. It's the truth of the Bible made plain. So who cares if someone gets offended by it? Just a ridiculous line of questioning here in this Mystery of the Ages questionnaire. Again, in mid-1988, shelving the book, and then sending out this questionnaire to WCG staff members. Mr. Stephen Flurry writes on page 100 of Raising the Ruins, how incredibly revealing this questionnaire should have been to those editors who read it. Herbert W. Armstrong founded their church. Mystery of the Ages was his life's greatest work. Yet two and a half years after he died, Tkachism cir circulated this audacious questionnaire asking ministers if they thought the material in mystery was 
interesting or pleasing? Wow. Quite a disgrace to Mr. Armstrong's legacy. But really, everyone should have seen this coming. I mentioned at the beginning how Mr. Armstrong's focus was on delivering God's message to the entire world. He was focused on reaching all mankind and offering the hope of God's truth to them. He was focused outward and not inward. And yet some of the decisions that his successors made regarding the college and some other things proved that the church was very quickly turning inward. They weren't focused so much outward anymore. This is what Joseph Tkach Sr. wrote in August of 1988. Just what is the great commission of the church of God? Has God given his church a great commission to preach the gospel to the world and another secondary or lesser commission to feed the flock? Is there in reality a first commission and a less important second commission? He wrote, it may surprise some to realize that the phrase great commission is nowhere found in the scriptures, nor are the phrases first commission or second commission found in scripture. Mr. Armstrong was always very clear about the goal, the mission of God's church to reach the world. Matthew 24, verse 14, and then to spiritually enrich the current membership. I mean, just think about that in practical terms. If you believe that the world is coming to an end and people are going to need hope in the midst of a lot of suffering, wouldn't you prioritize delivering that hope to them? If you say, okay, well, this one group out there in the world, if they don't know about the truth, they're going to have to suffer. They need to hear this message. Meanwhile, the other group that already knows about the truth and is already following God would receive protection from that suffering. So clearly, the more urgent job of the church is to deliver the message to those who need hope, to those who might have some kind of a chance to make a change and receive God's protection from the coming suffering. And even if they don't take action and they don't receive protection from it, they can look back on this message, remember it, and have some hope. Of course, it's important for church members to be fed spiritually as well and protected but they're already on that side of the fence they're already in that protective bubble unlike those in the rest of the world so of course mr armstrong prioritized reaching the world first and then feeding the flock or nourishing the membership and Mr. Armstrong thoroughly explained these priorities in Mystery of the Ages. Yet, 
two and a half years after Mr. Armstrong died, the leader of that church is now saying, well, we need to turn inward. We need to focus on our members and abolish God's work. No longer should we try so hard to reach the largest audience possible. To deliver Mr. Armstrong's greatest book, Mystery of the Ages. So you see why they would get rid of this most vital foundational book so soon after Mr. Armstrong died. Their entire focus was different. Their focus was very selfish. It was turned inward. Page 102 of Raising the Ruins. Mr. Armstrong believed that while both aspects of the dual commission worked together hand in hand, first priority had to be given to preaching the gospel. He often told members that their individual spiritual development depended upon how much their hearts were in the work, the first commission of the church. Mr. Armstrong wrote Mystery of the Ages with the gospel message to the world in mind. As the WCG continued its turn inward, such works became expendable. So the main commission of God's church under Mr. Armstrong, Matthew 24, verse 14, delivering that warning message, that hope-filled gospel message of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming kingdom of God to the whole world. And then the, the mission of the church today, the Philadelphia Church of God, under Mr. Gerald Flurry, Revelation 10, verse 11, prophesy again. Get mystery of the ages out there to the largest audience possible. And then, of course, there's all, all kinds of other materials by Mr. Armstrong, a lot of other materials expounding on that revelation written by Mr. Flurry. And that message has to go out. We must prophesy again and support that message today. And the whole reason for the need to prophesy again is because the prophesying stopped in the first place. The rebels in the WCG stopped that message. They put Mystery of the Ages on the shelf in the spring of 1988, said they just wanted to make a couple minor edits throughout the stock of 120,000 books in storage and then never brought Mystery of the Ages back. It was gone forever, even though they pretended like they were going to bring it back. They sent out that questionnaire basically asking leading questions about Mystery of the Ages to get staff members and ministers to disrespect that book and ridicule Mr. Armstrong when he was no longer even around to defend himself. And they will have to answer for what they did. But this message continues going out. You can get yourself a free copy of Mystery of the Ages at thetrumpet.com and a free copy of Raising the Ruins at thetrumpet.com. Some life-changing material available to you for free, just the way God commands. Delivering God's truth for free to the largest audience possible. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.